What are other Minnesota sports podcasts saying about the Minnesota Wild this week? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we present you episode five of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show, featuring such podcasts as Locked On Wild, The Soda Pod, Minnesota Sports Chat, Judd's Buds, Wild Takes, MNCAA, and Brave the Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran captain of the show, and uh, veteran content creator covering all sorts of Minnesota sports throughout the last decade. Happy to be with you for a bonus episode of Lockdown Wild, and actually this the first of three parts, the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show Featuring some of the uh, best podcasts around the state of Minnesota, centering on the Minnesota Wild, and so uh, happy to be bringing that. Uh, happy to be part of that, and happy to be bringing it to you as well uh, here to uh, enjoy your weekend. And so we'll have uh, parts one, two, and three coming to you throughout the uh, the course of the day today. And uh, happy now to turn it over to State of Hoppy and Isha Jerome of the Soda Pod. Who's up next? Minnesota Sports Chat. Those new to Ross or Minnesota Sports Chat, you get anything from a unique spin on Minnesota sports to the wrecks of a frozen pizza connoisseur. Starter jacket trivia for you. Any idea when the starter jacket was founded? I'm going to guess that the starter jacket was probably founded the same time, around the same time as Zuba. So let's go with late 80s for starter. You're going late 80s late for 80s. starter. Oh! Denied. Do you want one more try at it? Go a bit earlier. Uh, well, actually go probably a fair amount earlier. Okay, well, how about the wonderful year 1971? Oh, nice job. Oh, really? Yeah, 1971. <laughs> okay, any idea, we keep talking about football, for the most part. When you think of starter jackets, I think of football outside of that Charlotte Hornets jacket. Football was actually, the NFL was the last of the four major sports to actually officially license starter. Wow, late to the party. Late to the party was the NFL. Any idea who the first was? Do you want to take a guess? I guess you got three left between MLB, NBA, and NHL. I'd like to go with... Major League Baseball, Ross? You're on fire. Major League Baseball was the first to license starter jackets in 1976. The NFL was the last. Any idea? Want to take a guess? On why the NFL was last? What year? Because this actually astounded me. That the NFL licensed starter jackets. How about 1992? So, no. No. They, They licensed them in 1983. And the real starter jacket craze, based off of my cracked research, most of it from something called snagcollective.com, did not really take off until the late 80s and into the 90s. 
I guess they needed time to design accordingly to get people really interested in that. But then thinking about the fashion of the early 80s versus the late 80s and early 90s, things were still pretty 70s-ified in the early 80s. Like oh, every yeah. you know, everyone thinks that the 80s was all about neon and all and bright colors. No. The 80s was brown. You know the couch that I'm talking about that was in your friend's basement. It's brown, and it's kind of orange, and it has pheasants on it. Yeah, and it's it almost has almost like plaid checkers, too, in spots. Yeah, there's wood paneling in the basement, too, with a Schlitz sign in the bar. That's a good beer. Yeah. That's a good That's beer. That's the 80s aesthetic. It was too just beige for starter jackets. The run for starter I mean, if you think about how the company went, if you want to go from when they when they launched to when they filed for bankruptcy, again, technically still alive, but let's just say when they filed for bankruptcy, for all intents and purposes, they were gone. Want to guess that year? I want to guess that that was probably 1998. Oh, you are so close. I'll, oh. give, you, I'll give you correct. Thank you. But it was 1999. That, but see, think of that arc, Ross. Where yes. starter jackets really peaked around 94, 95, yep. and then it was just a steep decline into obsolescence. They, they, you know what they did? They hit the Nike iceberg. Oh. They, they were floating, 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 making a Titanic reference, obviously. Hit, <laughs> Thank you. <yeah. laughs> Thank you. Hit that damn iceberg. Thank you for context. So here's what snagcollective.com says. Again, what I I'm, I really hope that that's also not like a dirty slang term that I'm saying. Well, we'll find out we'll, when somebody writes to you. We'll find out when I label this podcast clean and we find out it's not. Uh, what did Starter in? Growing competition with Nike, Adidas, Reebok, and others reduced Starter's market share, ultimately sending them into that bankruptcy in 1999. Nike bought the company, but was later sold to something called Iconics. Should I know what that is? Iconics is one. Well, I think now I welcome corrections, but it's one of those companies that buys a bunch of brands and then just starts to license Distribu- them out and, and distribute, distribute them out. Okay. Yeah. The last sentence cracked me up. It says the downfall continued through their partnership with Walmart in the early 2000s and early 2010s. You can find this beauty on social at Brendel Ross. That's B-R-E-N-D-E-L Ross. And his podcast by searching Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Who's up? Judd's Buds. Mutant, Spitter, Sicko, Z. We don't care what you call them. To us, Spokes Z just means elite prospect coverage. Here's a preview of the brilliant ramblings you can hear on Judd's Buds. If this team wants to play the way they like to play, which is like high octane, um, physical, in your face, uh, you know, high pace, just quick, aggressive hockey, then you're going to need guys that are fresh and it's going to be hard to stay fresh when you're playing every other day for, you know, basically three months. Um, so I would expect a little bit of movement and I'm wondering how long it takes for Mitchell Chafee to get the call because I know they liked him a lot this season since he's come back from injury slash COVID. Uh, he's just been on a tear. He's doing it again. He's just a power forward. He plays the way that they like to play their skill there. Um, you know, and right now, since he's come back, he's just been super confident, drives the net so hard. Um, he gets in dangerous areas. He creates chances. He does a little bit of everything for you defensively. It's whatever. 
Um, but I mean, you know, you look at the kid on the puck, uh, the way he plays, there's a lot to like there. He's continued to play well. So I'd expect him to get the call up. Nolan Stevens is playing really well. Um, the past couple of games since he came back from injury, completely different player than when he first came over. I think he's kind of just got that confidence right now. Um, you know, he's stepping in for teammates. He's, he's getting, he's getting in the mix, getting in scrums, driving the net, creating scoring chances, um, hard along the wall. He's doing a lot of things really well. Um, and I wonder if they like that and if they look at that as an option to call up at some point here, uh, Mason Shaw, we saw got the call like literally an hour after I put that tweet out. <laughs> you know, I wonder if he gets games, it looks like today he was rotating in on the fourth line. So maybe that he's just there as a body right now, who knows? Um, but anyways, I, I, I do think you're going to see a lot of guys, uh, getting looks here, uh, from Iowa just to see what they have. And then, you know, to give that, to give those guys in Minnesota a little bit of, uh, some fresh legs. March is here. Question, are you still keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? If yes, congrats. If no, Built Bar might be able to help. Built Bar has new varieties, including their puffs, which if you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with other Built Bars, most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which compared to your favorite candy bar, has usually 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to get in on the Built Bar Madness, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And a bunch of guys are going to be competing for future spots, right? So it's never a bad thing to have some internal competition. That's like, for me, that's important to have, especially with where Minnesota is right now and how deep that pool is. You want guys competing against, obviously, their team, but also each other. Um, then they're trying to show out that you know they can be uh, NHL players and that they deserve a look. So um, I would be looking for that. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm curious to see who gets the call and when. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens as the trade deadline approaches. Um, but it's an interesting time right now. They really need to bounce back in soon because right now they're looking at third place uh, in the Central as St. Louis stays doing whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, Colorado might be the best team in the league. That they, they're a problem. Um, but obviously, you want to get home ice, so they really need to like hit it, <laughs> kind of hit their stride here because it looks like right now they're kind of um, obviously they're dragging. But you're looking at a first round matchup with either St. Louis or Nashville, probably, unless you fall into that wild card spot. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But they really gotta they gotta figure out what they're doing here because uh, it looks bad now. The other thing people are going nuts about Jordy Ben versus Kalen Addison thing. Believe me, I'm at the point now where I don't really get it. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, every loss you can just look at Jordy Ben. I think there are plenty of other guys who aren't really pulling their weight right now. And I think you got a lot of tired hockey players. Uh, Jordy Ben had that good quote, you know, drink a Red Bull if you're tired. Uh, leave the fucking guy alone. Listen, he knows who he is. He knows what player he is. And he's not the one telling him to play him over Addison. If you want to get mad at someone, get mad at Dean. Um but yeah, it is puzzling though. I'll tell you, I don't really know. 
why they're so dead set on not playing Addison. Although I do think he's far from a perfect hockey player, but um, yeah, it looks like they're going to keep rolling with Jordy Ben and continuing to piss everybody off, which is kind of funny actually. So um, I'm not that upset about it. Um, let's see anything else I want to touch on with Minnesota. I don't think so. Let's see what, what do they have this week coming up? I know they got the Calgary rematch tomorrow. Um, what else is up with this gauntlet of a fucking schedule? Let's see. That was a really weird voice I just did. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, March. They play on the first. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is good radio. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. They have 16 games in the month of March, so that's good. And that includes games against Calgary, uh, the Rangers, Dallas. That's going to be a big one. Nashville, the Bruins, Chicago. Vancouver, Vegas, Colorado, Pittsburgh. That, that's a tough fucking schedule. So I think this might be the next couple of weeks where you see guys starting to get called up. I would expect, you know, guys from Iowa to get a look here. Um, but this week, you know, by the time we talk next time, they'll play Calgary, Philly, Buffalo, and Dallas. So I think those are th- at least three of those four games you're expecting a win or at least maybe not expecting a win or whatever. Um, but you would like to think that you those are winnable right there and i mean realistically calgary is beatable too as good as they are uh you played like shit the other night um so i'd expect to bounce back at home there but man march is gonna be brutal uh so we'll see who gets the call though i'm I'm interested to see it um but yeah so that's minnesota let's move on let's talk about iowa real quick uh they had a little bit of a rough week it ended on a good note um three games since the last time we spoke um you know, five games in seven days. It's a fucking absolute grind. They went one and four in those games. Um, you know, first game, it, they looked okay um, at in the third period anyway. Uh, they kind of just started off really slow. They took a too many men penalty. Then Texas takes a too many men penalty. So it was really a, it's just a bitch of a game. They go down 2 nothing early. Um, you know, then they're down three one. They start, or sorry, they're down three nothing, I believe, and they mount a comeback uh, late. Ottenbright and Stevens combine for a beautiful goal to make it three two, and then they give up the empty netters. Zane McIntyre looks really good. They left him out to dry. A lot of turnovers. Again, this is part of the reason I've been saying, please bring me Simon Johansson whenever that season's done, um, or whatever his, con- or his contracts up this season. So whenever you can, I would like to see him in Iowa because I would love to have a puck moving, uh, you know good skater on the back end because I, I don't know how much more meat and potato back end I can watch. Um, but just like it, it just night after night, it seems like it's a real chore trying to get the puck from one end to the other uh, through either, you know, D men carrying it or skating it up or past. Like it's just, it's, it's tough. So, you know, you're looking at a bunch of forwards who, again, we have different line combinations every night, so that doesn't help. Uh, but they're having to do a lot of the work. You know, you're seeing Marco Rossi coming back and retrieving way too many pucks. He's doing it effectively. He looks really good doing it, and he's able to, and I don't think he's a problem. Uh, but I would like to be able to see him come up the middle of the ice to grab it from the defenseman and get a nice first pass. I would like to see him do that and not have to go, like, battle along the wall in the corner, in his own corner, to win the puck and then start a possession going that way. Um, I mean, I guess maybe that's good for him in the long run, considering he has to do that a lot of nights and he looks good doing it. Um, he's still a pointer game kid. He's 40 points in 40 games, but 
Um, I think a lot of their trouble ends up being on the back end. And I think they might have hit the, and then on the other end, they might've hit the post more than any other. I think Beckman might have hit the post 15 times this season. You know, he's only got eight goals this year, but I th- I know for a fact, just like in passing, I've started watching a game and within five minutes, he's hit a post like six different times. Um, you know, they've got him in that middle six role. It, sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. He's playing a lot of low event minutes, a lot of harder minutes too. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people are like, what's up on this point? So I'm like, well, they've kind of glued him to one of Cody McLeod or now Brandon Baddock, the other face puncher. So, um, you know, he's working really hard though, I'll tell you. I mean, that kid, he's got a he's got balls. He plays with a lot of fire. He's passionate. He wants to win. He's animated. Um, he sticks up for teammates when he can. Uh, there's a lot to like about it. Um, but you know, you look at the role he's going to be in when he does get called up to Minnesota. And if you think he's in Minnesota next season with, you know, in the NHL, it's probably going to be in some kind of middle six role just because I guess it really depends on what happens with Fiala. Um, but that's where there's going to be a spot. It's either, (laughs) up there, which I don't really see or somewhere in the middle six. So he's going to play a little bit of a different game. I've said this every week now for a long time, but um, you know, I, overall I'm pleased with how he's been doing. Anyways, we'll move on to yeah, that's the other thing. They're out shooting teams almost every night and they just have either no puck luck um, or they just can't finish. There's just not a whole lot of finish. Uh, let's see that. Yeah. in that game again, McIntyre looks great. 22 saves, 25 shots. Um, just so many turnovers right in front of him, like mind blowing. Uh, the next night Hunter Jones gets the call. The poor kid. I, I'm starting to feel bad for him. He's kind of getting shit on. Uh, they got smacked four one again. They outshoot Texas 31 to 23. They can't score, hit a couple crossbars. Uh, they went up one, nothing early, uh, with a goal from Kyle Rao. Victor Rask makes his debut. He assists on the goal. Good for him. He looks like he's actually having a lot of fun playing down there. Uh, smile on his face a lot. He looks he's into it whenever they score. Uh, he's got three points on the two games he's played in. Uh, I mean, obviously, he just looks great. He's been playing on that first line with Kyle Rao. Um, I think they threw Sweeney up there one one game because um, they've been kind of keeping Rossi and Chafee together, which I really like. Um but yeah, Victor Rask looked really good. I'll be honest with you. And he's just kind of buzzing around. He's kind of just like better than everybody, which he should be. Uh, and he is. Um, but anyways, yeah, Hunter Jones, you know, three of the four goals they gave up, they're bad. And I mean, it is March, which means the NCAA tournament is not far from getting going. Conference tournaments as well. And we hit the playoff push for the NBA and the NHL as well. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for the NHL, college hockey, boxing, and UFC odds all the way down the line. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at Bet Online, where the game starts. He looks distraught whenever he gives up the goal. He's very in, like not never like you know doing the dobnik, like looking at his teammates, like yo, you screen me or yo, you tipped it. Um, just down on himself. So you know that's something to keep an eye on for me. I don't really have a hard. I mean, I don't blame the kid for you know. It looks like he just has zero confidence right now. 
Um, you know, he's a second round pick a couple years ago. So right there, that tells you a lot of teams are at least the Minnesota wild really think highly of them. They expect a lot of them. Um, and he's just been thrown around. He's been called up to Minnesota just as like the third guy to watch. He goes down to the ECHL. So he's getting scratched down there for whatever reason. He comes up to Iowa, back down. I don't think he stayed in one spot for more than a month. So this is a kid I'm sure he's just trying to get his footing and try to get a, a sense of the team that he's going to be behind. Um, you know, and now that Hammond gets traded, um, you know, to Montreal. And by the way, he wins his first game back. Good for him. That's awesome. That was really cool to see. Um, I would expect that McIntyre Jones is probably the one two punch now uh, with McIntyre kind of taking over the starting duties. But yeah, I mean, Hunter Jones, every time he gets up to goal, he's just like yelling at himself or his head's down. And, you know, for me, it's like, hey, dude, on to the next one. Like, you're like, if all the people that, you know, all the guys on the team, on the on the Iowa Wild that you kind of are hoping can be like somewhat even keel. You're you're probably hoping your goalie can be somewhat even keel. Obviously, a lot of guys are complete psychopaths, but um, you know, every time he gives up the goal, especially if it's a bad one, he can't just get all over himself. Like it happens. Um, but I, I do think he's fighting confidence right now. Like I mean, a lot of these pucks that are beating him in the AHL, they're they're savable. They're very stoppable. They're just getting by him. Um, but I do think a lot of that is he's playing behind a different team every single night and he hasn't really been in one spot for more than a few weeks. So, um, you know, I hope people aren't just like giving up on him or like shitting on him or just saying, Hey, this kid sucks. What, like, what are we doing here? Let's trade him. Um, it's a goalie. He's very young. He's going to, he's on like the four or five year development plan here. And that's fine. It's that's what you kind of expect with goalies. And like, if he's down the ECHL, guess what? That's also fine. A lot of goalies go down and start in the ECHL. Not a big deal. You look at like a fucking Braden Holby cup winner, ECHL. Uh, Bennington was supposed to go to the ECHL. He just told them to go fuck themselves. I get, they just didn't go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Hunter Jones just needs one good game, hopefully to just feel good, uh, get a little bit of confidence back and just start growing. Um, you know, get a little more consistency. Cause right now, I mean, he's all over himself and he, at this point, he's kind of his own worst enemy. Um, and I know he's a lot better than, than he's shown so far in the AHL this season. Um, so last game of the week ends on a high note. They win 4-3 against Rockford. Uh, those games are, they turn into wars almost every time. Uh, they did go up 3 nothing, and then uh, gave up two straight before scoring a fourth, and they give up a third. So they survived that late scare. Rask, goal assist. Uh, Rouse, incredible. I think he's top three now in points all time. Uh, goal, two assists for him. Ottenbright with another assist. So now he's chipping in offensively. He's been a really good player for them this season. I forgot he's actually been here for a little bit. Uh, but he looks really good. Um, when Addison was down there, he was a really good partner with Addison. Um, and now he's, he's getting reward on the offensive end too. Um, you know, he's a big kid. He's tough. He stands up for his teammates. He'll drop the gloves. No problem. He plays real hard defensive minutes. He looked good for them. He's probably been their most consistent defenseman, uh, him and Mermis. Um, so it's good. It's nice to see him get rewarded on the score sheet. Uh, Marco Rossi, like I said before, he scores this game really dirty goal which you like to see, um, you know, it's not like a shot from deep uh, or a breakaway or anything. It's, you know, in those hard areas where he's driving hard to the net, even with that cage, even with a broken nose, um, he's not afraid to go 
you know, pick up dirty goals. So good for him. Chafee, another two assists. He looks, again, he's just looking really good. Nick Sweeney got back in the score sheet. He gets the assist as well. A gorgeous pass to Kyle Rao. Um, you know, that's a kid you're looking at. Bottom six role at some point in the NHL, I think. Uh, he was a great he was great at UMD, and now he's playing really well for Iowa this season. Um, it was a bummer he got hurt when he did because he started on a real tear for them. Uh, then it kind of waned off, and he got injured, and now he's back. He looks totally himself again. Um, and again, McIntyre makes another 22 saves, 25 shots, and just looks fantastic. So for the season, your leaders, uh, Marco Rossi, 40 games, 15 goals, 25 assists, 40 points, um, just exactly what you were kind of hoping for this season if anything you know if you were to like pick one thing um you know maybe you were expecting him to be over a point a game after not playing for a year which would be ridiculous but he just looks great he's pretty much just being exactly what you want he's doing exactly what you want him to do and 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 bill garen said as much right it's just um you know give him a full year of professional hockey before you just throw him into the fire that's just my take and that's what's gonna be my take to the end of the year maybe i'm wrong I probably am. I usually am. Uh, anyways, second team, uh, Rao, 36 games, 34 points. Uh, Shaw, who's in Minnesota right now. We'll see if he gets a game. Uh, 33 points in 41 games. He's got career highs in goals and assists. Uh, Beckman, eight goals and 16 assists in 44 games. Again, he's he's even killing penalties now, which I like to see. Um you know, but the one thing that stands out is just that effort, the compete level. Doesn't really matter where he is in the lineup. It doesn't doesn't look like he's ever upset about you know if he's not in the first power play, if he's not in the top six, he's never. Um, you know, it, just watch him play. You don't. And if you weren't looking at the lines and you weren't looking at his line mates, you have no idea. Uh, he's just doing his thing. He's just busting his balls, which you love to see. Uh, again, Swainy playing really well. Thirty eight games, twenty three points. And Ch- Chafee, I'm telling you, I think the kid's going to get called up. I really want him to. I want to see him get some NHL games. I think he deserves to be rewarded. Uh, 26 games, 11 goals, 11 assists for 22 points. Um, and McIntyre's played 16 games since coming over from Tucson. He's 8-6-1 and one with a 9-18 and a 2-3-8. Um, that's while getting shelled a lot of nights and facing a ton of high-danger chances. Um, and now Hunter Jones, eight games. He's 2-5-1 and one with an 8-90 and a 3-3-7. Again, you, you're expecting better, but you know I'm sure once he kind of puts together a few games here, gets a little bit of confidence back, he'll be good to go. Um, so that's Iowa. Um, you know they're they had that tough. I mean, f- again, five games in seven days is fucking insane. Um, but we'll see what happens, and we'll see what these line combos look like, and we'll see who gets called up. Um, all right, so before we go to the roundup, let's pay some bills and talk about DraftKings. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get 150 in free bets if they win it's that simple if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still take your shot at a big payday everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy basketball contests DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code thpn bet just one dollar on any nba team and get 150 
$50 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void, void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. Moving on. That took a lot out of me. I'll be honest. I'll be okay, though. Not a hero. Not looking for credit, but please clap. Dudes fucking rock. If you want more, you can find him every Tuesday. And sometimes uh, we, we don't really know with him. He's kind of a wild card. Maybe even Thursdays on the Soda Pod feed. So same podcast feed as before. But if you want to follow him specifically and for some reason you haven't already, you can check him out on Twitter at SpokedZ. That is going to do it for today's special episode of Locked on Wild, part of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. Big thank you to Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy for putting this together every week. And make sure to follow any of the shows that are associated with the podcast collaboration show. Also, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media as well. Locked on Madness going on now on Twitter. Make sure to get your votes cast once the voting for the round of 32 kicks off on Tuesday. We will continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. If a puck drops or big news breaks, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.